On the heel of a mixed bag of wins and losses in the recently concluded bipolls, the Bharatiya Janata Party held their first national executive meeting since the start of the pandemic on 7th November. Though the meeting was largely devoted to applauding Prime Minister Narendra Modi's government on a range of actions, primarily COVID-19 and his intervention at the COP26 summit, what was also front and centre was the focus on the upcoming assembly elections in early 2022. And this was pertinent from Modi's reported exhortations at the party meeting, asking the BJP top brass and workers to quote-unquote become the bridge of faith for the common man. Party chief JP Nadda in his inaugural speech added to this, stating that quote-unquote BJP's best is yet to come. They also announced a quote-unquote resolution for victory in the upcoming polls. But a significant takeaway from the meeting was the presence of Uttar Pradesh Chief Minister Yogi Adityanath, the only BJP CM to attend the meeting physically. Adding more to his profile was him presenting the party's political resolution, indicating a rise in importance in the party. The Safran party also slammed the opposition on various counts like reduction VAT on fuel and even went a step further, accusing them of quote-unquote opportunism and acting with the mindset of quote-unquote extreme hate. While the party applauded the centre for its measure regarding farmer welfare and COVID-19, there was no direct mention of the contentious farm laws, CAA, nor the unclear border disputes with China. So, what does this meeting tell us about the BJP's election strategies? What is this quote-unquote resolution for victory? To discuss this, joining me today is author and senior journalist Nalanjan Mukhopadhyay and Aditya Menon, the Quinn's political editor. You're tuned in to The Big Story, the podcast where we dissect the headline-making news for you, and I'm your host, Himmat. Though the exact transcripts of the speeches by PM Modi and other party leaders is not known, we are relying on the statements made by senior party leaders in a post-meeting press conference. According to Environment Minister Bhupendra Yadav, in his address to the senior party leaders at the meeting, PM Modi noted the party's recent performance in the bipoles, where the BJP lost two Lok Sabha seats. However, he expressed confidence in the plans for the upcoming assembly elections. Mr. Yadav added that PM Modi said that the Saffron Party runs on the values of Seva, Sankalp and Samparna, that is, service, resolution and commitment, and quote-unquote does not revolve around a family, signalling a slam against the Congress Party. And as I mentioned earlier, a significant part of the meeting was largely focused on applauding the efforts by PM Modi-led centre on COVID-19 to his speech at COP26 and the recent reduction of the excise duty on petrol and diesel. And this show of appreciation came as no surprise to author and senior journalist Nulajan Mukhopadhyay, who said that these meetings and resolutions are essentially a huge exercise of self-applaud and also marks a huge shift in the ideology of the Sangh Parivar. You know, uh, like other various uh, political resolutions of national executives which have been adopted in the Modi era, we find that these meetings have essentially been huge exercises in self-applauding and applauding Mr. Modi's leadership marks a great shift from uh, the belief and the principles of the Sant Parivar and the BJP where the individual has not been as important as the uh, uh, organization, always greater importance has been given to the organization or the Sanghatan and less to the individual did not believe in the cult of Vyakti Puja or personality cult 
but the bjp now appears to be firmly entrenched yet another instance of it being completely rooted in the personality cult of mr modi if you look at the political resolution and just search for the word modi you will possibly find that every page of the six page uh, resolution which i read uh, in hindi uh, had the reference to mr modi at least four to five times you know which is uh very similar to what was there for even the previous political resolution which was adopted in 2021 which became very infamous for very prematurely applauding the performance of the modi government in containing and combating and quote unquote defeating the corona virus you know similarly in this particular resolution each of the decisions of the modi government in the last several years you know were once again applauded many of them over and again even though they have been done several times in the past uh, the bjp is essentially talking within its own framework for instance on kashmir it keeps on talking about 370 you know uh, being abrogated you know does not take note of recent security concerns which emerged in the state because of attacks on migrant workers so the bjp is looking only at what it wants to applaud and completely leaves out those questions you know which are discomforting and which should be obviously and which are definitely being deliberated within the organization so it wants to uh, the political resolution is not an uh, no longer an exercise of introspection it is actually just yet another occasion to publicize that all is well The larger focus of this meeting was planning for the upcoming assembly polls and set fresh targets for its expansion in states which basically translates to the quote unquote resolution for victory the party passed in the meeting so what are these expansion plans exactly essentially it is setting up of over 10 lakh voting centers or booths and also employing panna pramukhs which are party members who will essentially mobilize votes in crucial poll bound districts Quoting Party Chief J.P. Nadda, Union Education Minister Dharmendra Pradhan stated in a press conference that 85% of the work of setting up the booths has already been completed, and the rest, according to the targets set, will be completed by 25 December. The Panna Pramukhs will be assigned to all these booths by 6 April 2022. But will these methods of spreading the BJP's political message work? According to Mr. Mukhopadhyay, the BJP is putting all its eggs in the basket which has always worked. He adds that though the methods have worked in the past. a majority of the population decides they vote in the last few days before polls you know the bjp is putting all its eggs in the same basket that is the same methods and techniques which have worked so far from 2014 itself 2014 onward the bjp's victories have primarily because of this massive organizational network and the mobilization it is able to do on the day of polling uh by and large you know if you actually look at election studies in india you will find that a huge percentage of indian voter makes up their mind in the last few weeks during the election so we do not have such a large portion of committed voter in india uh, at the moment uh, of the 60 odd percent uh, you know electorate which turns out 60 65 of the turnout you know which happens uh we cannot say that uh, the the election has already been contested or been decided in the people's minds there are definitely narratives uh, which are formed in the people's uh, minds 
but uh, the bjp is obviously playing to its strength that it has a far bit better capacity to mobilize voters and put together an organizational network on the day of the election so that is what it is doing it actually is not that the panna pramukh was introduced for the first time many of us journalists you know including me were among the first people to write about this concept of panna pramukh because it became very visible but the point is that before giving it the name of panna pramukh the rss always used to do it it's just that the rss uh, prior to 2014 you know was not really as much involved with election process and on voting day as it was in 2014 because it realized that in mr modi it had a potential winner and that this was a now or never moment for the rss to get back to striking distance to power you know after having the bitter experience in between 98 and 2004 where it got mr vajpayee as prime minister but he ended up doing very little for the sangathan or the sang parivar as such we can say in contrast mr modi has utilized the rss he has kept them under his thumb but he's also ensured that its ideological you know objectives are fulfilled and the fact is that uh, uh the rss and its various uh, affiliated organizations have also benefited by having their key people placed at various organizations and in various institutions of the country with an eye on the upcoming assembly elections chief ministers and bjp presidents of the poll bound states gave a presentation on the election strategy with the mixed bag of wins and losses in the recent by polls bjp's focus apart from the states where it has a majority is punjab The northern state is also slated to go to polls in 2022 and the BJP has been facing a tough fight there so far. In the 2017 assembly polls, Congress won an absolute majority in the state, ousting the decade-long SAD BJP government. With the contentious farm laws and the over-year-long farmers' protests on the outskirts of the capital, the state has not exactly been welcoming to the BJP. And one way to make inroads in the state can be via former Punjab Chief Minister Captain Amrinder Singh's new party. where he has announced that he is open to a seat sharing agreement with the bjp however bjp's punjab unit president ashwini kumar sharma in his presentation at the meeting stated that the party will be contesting all 117 seats in the upcoming polls so does this eliminate any scope for an alliance with the captain's party other tamanan the quinn's political editor bazen so this is a bit confusing uh, if the bjp does intend to contest all 117 seats in punjab Uh, does this mean uh, that there is no scope for any alliance with captain amrinder singh uh, because if the party is contesting all the seats where would captain's party contest in the alliance uh, i think part of the problem comes from the fact that both the captain and the bjp have a similar bases in punjab uh, both of them will be trying uh, to appeal to the uh, upper caste hindu urban hindu vote bank um, so maybe the bjp uh, feels that uh, instead of banking on captain it would rather uh, it would rather try its own strength in this section uh, maybe that's that's the calculation why the party made uh, this statement another significant aspect was uh, nirmala sitaraman uh, saying that uh, uh, that they are open for a dialogue with farmers uh, and that the farmers haven't made their demand clear now i mean the farmers demand is quite clear but at least uh, this that can be seen as some kind of a olive branch from the uh, from the government and coming uh, as it comes from the finance minister uh, so i mean it is possible that maybe sometime by end of year there might be some kind of uh, overture from the government to the uh, uh, farm unions uh, to come towards some kind of an understanding 
The party meeting was also a signal to the rise in importance of Uttar Pradesh Chief Minister Yogi Adityanath, the only CM of a pole-bound state to attend the meeting physically. But what became a clear endorsement by the BJP top leadership of the CM was choosing him to place the political resolution of the party. Now, according to a Times of India report, this move is significant given that in 2017 and 2018, former party president and senior cabinet minister Rajnath Singh moved the party's resolutions. When asked about why the party chose the UPCM to move the resolution, Finance Minister Nirmala Sitaraman justified the choice, stating that it was a reflection of his work during the pandemic. But what does this rise in profile within the party for Yogi Adityanath signal? Mr. Mukhopadhyay, Bezan. Yogi Adityanath has been a quote-unquote a problem for the BJP for quite some time. In fact, from the time that he became the Chief Minister in 2017. When I say quote-unquote problem is that if you look at Yogi Adityanath, you will find that he is in a completely different mold from the other chief ministers of the BJP ruled states. You know, out here you have a chief minister who matches the personality of central leadership. You know, he is in fact uh, branding himself as the deliverer of uh, developmental projects in Uttar Pradesh. If you look at that recent uh, newspaper advertisement, which became very controversial because of publishing photographs of a Calcutta uh, flyover. You know, throughout that uh, that spread over several newspaper, uh, several pages in newspapers, you did not find anywhere Mr. Uh, Narendra Modi's name, either in the headline or in the body copy, right from the top to bottom. It was just the way that the BJP, the national leader, places every fulfillment of every objective at the door of Mr. Modi. Likewise, that advertisement placed everything, every success at the uh, door of Yogi Adityanath. So Yogi Adityanath has definitely shown himself to be uh, of a different mold. I'm not saying exactly challenging the national leadership, but somebody who has actually uh, said that he is uh, uh, you know, of the opinion that a state election must be contested with the state leadership in the forefront, which is in contrast to the BJP strategy of every state election being contested in the name of Mr. Modi and every chief minister essentially playing the role of the proxy of Mr. Narendra Modi or of the central leadership. Yogi Adityanath is not a proxy of the central leadership or the prime minister. And I think getting him to move the political resolution marks a kind of a truce within the BJP that Yogi Adityanath's aspirations and ambitions are being recognized by the central leadership and by the prime minister. He just has to hold his horses, need not become over ambitious for this to become a major power struggle within the BJP and thereby end up, uh, you know, ruining the party's prospect both in 2022 as well as having a terrible impact in the lead up to 2024. So I think what we are seeing is the beginning of a new, very uneasy kind of truce between the Yogi Adityanath-led state leadership and the national leadership comprising uh, Mr. Modi, Mr. Amit Shah, and of course, party president, uh, J.P. Nadda. The seven states slated to go for polls are Goa, Manipur, Punjab, Uttar Pradesh, Uttarakhand, Himachal Pradesh, and Gujarat. In our previous episodes, we took a deep dive into the recent bipolar results and what they indicate for the upcoming polls. If you have missed that episode, you can find a link in our description below.
For more analysis of the biggest headlines of the day, subscribe to the Backstory Podcast on Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts, GeoSavan, and other popular podcast platforms. If you liked listening to this episode, please subscribe to the Backstory for episodic updates. We're available on Apple, Google Podcasts, Spotify, GeoSavan, and most of the other popular podcast streaming platforms. For other podcasts, please log on to the Quint website, and for any feedback, please shoot an email to podcast at thequint.com. Thanks for listening. Log on to the Quint website and check out our other podcasts.